Welcome back. Another edition of 605 Sports Under Reveal with Coach DeBeer. I'm Brad DeBeer, and this week we take a look at high school volleyball. Typically, I know we would probably want to take a look going into the state tournament week, but we're going to change it up a little bit, get a little bit more involved with a few other teams because there are a lot of good volleyball teams out there in all three classes this year. And Darren Tipton from Adrenaline Fundraising uh, joins us. And Darren, give us a, a little background on Darren Tipton first. Welcome to the show, by the way. Absolutely, Buzz. I'm nice talking to you again. And, uh, yeah, um, Adrenaline Fundraising and Adrenaline Volleyball, we've worked with uh, high school volleyball teams now for almost a decade, I guess. And uh, we fundraise with uh, over 80, 80 high school programs in the state. So it's kind of how we got our start helping them. And, and over the years, we've just done a little bit more and a little bit more. And, and uh, a year ago, we uh, officially launched Adrenaline Volleyball, which is – that's something like we're doing right here today, um, just trying to cover prep volleyball in the state um, all the time. So we have a channel, uh, a website, events that are focused nothing on uh, nothing other than high school volleyball here in South Dakota and trying to grow and promote the sport um, in a positive way in any way we can. And again, you've had uh, when you started this thing out, it was yourself and a helper. <laughs> Anna was in there doing a lot of office work, and you're starting to grow this thing a little bit, though, getting more people involved. And again, when that happens, that's great because we're getting the word out there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, Anna was uh, yeah, she got roped into it whether she wanted to be uh, wanted to do it or not back in the day, and we literally uh, fly by the seat of our pants, and uh, <laughs> and we just we just kept growing, and then we hired you know Matt uh, Matt Camps out in Black Hills, and, and working with his teams, he's really grown um, our uh, adrenaline family, if you will, out out in the western part of the state, and so we're working a lot more teams out there, and then. Yeah, we made a big step, and we just decided to go all in, um, you know, last last year. And then we hired uh, Haley Dotseth from uh, – she played at the University of South Dakota, and she's now our director of volleyball operations. So she does a ton of our social media, you know, some of our player evaluations, breaking down film, um, the coverage we're going to do at the state tournament, the, the club season stuff that we're getting ready to do. And, and she is actually uh, um, probably – Increased our volleyball IQ here by about a hundred percent. So, uh, so bringing her on and knowing the game and her experience is just going to make our coverage uh, so much better. And uh, with another hand, we're able to do a lot more too. So, let's talk uh, a little bit about your love for volleyball. I mean, obviously, it started out as a business venture a little bit. Obviously, that's what it is. You're fundraising. You make a little money. Teams get to make some money for their teams. But it became and has become way more than that. Uh, it's kind of become a passion for you, hasn't it, with volleyball? Yeah, I, I think it is, and, and it did, and, and we don't make any bones about it. We we do the things we do because uh, we're trying to do more than any other fundraising company does, I guess, and that, that was a way as we were building and growing uh, the adrenaline fundraising. Um, we, we just tried to do more, like I think any successful company should try and do, and as we got a knack and a niche working with volleyball teams, you know, I just started talking to the coaches and asking them what they needed and, and what would help them, and we found that they weren't getting a lot of the things other sports uh, were getting, and they had some connections and had some background in coaching and except and running events, etc., and so we said, hey, let's, you know, let's put on a team camp, let's 
uh, you know, let's do an invite camp, let's do uh, a blog, you know, things like you, exactly like you do, and let's start promoting some of the top kids in the state. And, and yeah, and from there, as I got to know a lot of the top programs and the top coaches and many of the top athletes, I found out, listen, there's some really, really talented volleyball athletes in the state that are going unnoticed and um, want to do something about it. And, and as you get more involved, and the volleyball community has been so good to us and so loyal, you want to help them out, right? And that's where the passion, I think, comes from. And we just, you know, we just picked up the flag, I guess, for volleyball and said, hey, we're going to do anything we can to help promote the sport, help promote the coaches, kids, and programs, you know, uh, because a lot of people still don't know just how many talented volleyball players there are and how fast the sport's growing. And uh, we're just trying to do our part to help promote that, I guess. Yeah, I know, along with yourself. You guys took over the magazine, too. Is that right? Did you guys take over the magazine? Yeah, uh, yeah, we took that over this year, and, and that was uh, that was a labor of love for sure. <laughs> and um, I, you know, yeah, I mean, let's get it straight. I'm a cookie dough guy. I sure as heck am not a magazine publisher. Right. And, uh, we uh, that was education, educational for sure. But yeah, it, it was fun to do, and and you know, we're just helping to increase, and, and we have plans for that. You know, next year, you know, you get into anything year two, and hopefully, it's better year one. And we're going to do. Um, some things a little bit differently there, but but again, it, it, I grew up, uh, you know, being a football coach, being a basketball player, being a basketball coach, and the Hanson Anderson magazine growing right. up, right, and the KSFY Pigskin Preview, right. Like as an athlete, you were jacked up every August for that to hit newsstands, and 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 volleyball deserves, you know, the same thing, I think. And and so if we can do a little bit to help, um, that's what we're trying to do. But yeah, we took that over and and. Uh, that was a lot of time and a lot of effort and uh, a lot of learning, uh, a lot of learning for sure, but but hopefully it was something that people enjoyed. Well, certainly, and again, uh, guys like yourself doing what you're doing, putting it out there, the publication, South Dakota Public Broadcasting now getting all the tournaments on all the time so people have access to it, certainly has changed the way we watch volleyball and see volleyball. And like you said, we're able to see some of these kids that you only heard names of before and you can say, wow. They are athletic and talented, and it's fun to see them right here in our own backyards. Yeah, um, it, it still amazes me and when you talk, you know, you get into the whole recruiting game and, and, and things we're trying to do with, you know, player rankings and player spotlights. You're never, you, you understand that. Um, you're never going to make everybody happy doing that, but we got to, we thought a year ago we needed to start, right? We needed to have a starting point, and with our future 50, and we've learned a lot with that now going into year three. We're, we're starting to look at those rosters right now for next summer and and and, and just getting word out about kids, especially in, in the central part of the state, the western part of the state, that maybe don't get the same opportunities that kids get here in the Sioux Empire. Um, it doesn't mean they're not talented. It just means that maybe they don't have the same opportunities. And so if we can do anything to help, you know, promote them or get their name out there and, and um, get more girls going on to play college volleyball because the talent is definitely there. They just haven't known they've had the opportunity sometimes in the past. Well, let's talk a little bit about these tournaments coming up. And uh, let's touch base real quick before we get into talking the, each each class a little. The, the 
few years ago, the state decided we're going to do a Sweet 16, and then we're going to call it a round of 16, and now it's Sodak 16. But <laughs> the overall premise of it, who cares what the name is, man, has that made this time of the volleyball season exciting. I mean, I think it's the best thing that's happened because they wanted to get the best eight teams to the state tournament, and barring what you're always going to have an upset here and upset there, we are getting that. And it is made state tournament action. And even next Tuesday night with the uh, Sodak 16, so much fun to be a part of and to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, such a great move by Activity Association. And, and you know, that you're never going to be perfect this year. You know, you talked about, uh, we joked about Sioux Falls Christian for a while was the number 11 seed overall. A while back, they moved up to nine. I think they ended up at eight now going in. And because of their schedule, right, there's always going to be glitches because nobody, they're not playing a universal schedule, um, th- those things. But, but the Sodak 16 is has been such a big, um, I think, a positive for, you know, football and volleyball, um, especially volleyball. We did a little uh, round of 32 Facebook Live last night. I don't know if it was any good or not, but we just broke down matchups, right, and let people know that, you know, it, brackets are fun. Brackets are fun. And now, mm-hmm. you know, we had the round of 32, and if this team wins, they're going here. But if this team gets an upset, they're going to go here. And, and you know coaches, right? You're a coach. I was the coach. You know coaches have all those PowerPoints written down, and they're wondering. <laughs> and it just it extends that, right? It extends it by a couple rounds, and, and that, that's fun, right? And, and you also touched on, other than an upset here or there, I'm all for the upsets because it gives every team, and they're not going to happen all the time. That's why they're called upsets. But if a team knocks off a higher seed, God bless them. They, they earned the chance yep. to go on, and maybe they make it to the state tournament, you know? And um, whereas, like, with uh, you know big-time college football, that isn't always the case. Everybody has an opportunity in a state title here, and, and it makes this time of year fun. It makes March fun. And, and I thought just a great move by the Activities Association doing that a couple years ago. Well, and everybody called it the Northwestern Warner rule because we know what happened with them because they were so talented and so strong for so many years in the same district. And you get they both get an opportunity to get there. We saw that last year. I mean, you and I were texting back and forth during that championship match or leading up to it like, oh, my God, this is one of the biggest things ever. For, for high school volleyball with those two programs. You've got it in, in Class B still with those teams. Ethan and Chester have been two teams over the last couple of years. They've been so talented. Without this Sodak 16, one of them beats the other, and somebody's out in a region play. Well, yeah, and, you know, we haven't even touched on Class A. Right. Class A, you look at the schools in the DAC 12, right? And, you know, that's like Madison last night with a great, the great match versus Wagner and, uh, Haley and I, you know, texted back and forth, and she was tweeting about it. That both teams are state tournament worthy. Um, they, that's still there was still some of that in that region five, you know, five A, where there are probably four teams that deserve to be in the state tournament, and they're playing around thirty two. But yeah, and and I don't care what rule you call it. Didn't Northwestern and uh, Warner deserve to be in the state championship? I mean, right. What a what a shame that would have been if uh, one of those teams would have been home again is the old format that made the state tournament better that made the atmosphere better um you know and, and again it's how you look at it are you looking at it um from a holistic point of view or only from your program's point of view and and we look at it try and look at it impartially and as a sport and that's good for the sport right and for sure. uh, good for the sport and, and you know i think you have uh, with the reshuffling now madison remember uh, madison was a school we talked about that the first year of the sodak 16 and and jill trying to build a program 
Lutheran, and they always got knocked off by Sioux Falls Christian in the district every year, so they didn't have an opportunity. First year, Sodak 16, they make it into the state tournament. What do they do? They knock off, uh, knock off the number one seed in uh, the first round of the state tournament. They yeah. wouldn't have been out of the districts if um, you know if the in, under the old format. Let's just start in Class A because looking at going in, if if all seeds play out, we could have the best opening round matchup in Class A volleyball in all of volleyball history with Sioux Falls Christian as the eight seed and Miller as the one. I know, I know, and I I know all these coaches, and I I have to remember that uh, you know they're all in like. Uh, Serious mode right now, right? And, and they're not just joking around. But I wanted to text a couple coaches last night and be like, "God, won't that be great if Miller plays two balls Christian <laughs> in the opening round?" But uh, yeah, I mean, you look, and, and for a while, I, I was looking where two balls Christian is going to play um, play spoiler for somebody, no matter where they end up. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's because you know of the just such a tough schedule in the state, um, regardless of class they play. They play half the double-A teams in the state, and then they go to a couple tournaments in Iowa. And, you know, we proved from our SummerSlam tournament the last couple of years that uh, um, Iowa has some pretty uh, decent volleyball um, there. So they're battle-tested. Um, this year they had a little bit less experienced teams, so they had a couple more losses maybe than they're used to. But, yeah, they, they could come in as the eighth seed. Uh, Miller, um, everything plays out one, but, you know, I'm looking right now, and I have this cold off. I I don't think it'll hold chalk. Um, I I don't think it'll hold chalk, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that if they did play in the first round. I kind of want to. I was kind of hoping they'd meet on Saturday night again, but uh, I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, and again, uh, you were talking about coaches and not being in the joking mood. Darcy Wozner and Linda DeBoer, they're not going to want to hear about that yet. <laughs> Those two coaches aren't going to want to hear from you right now, I'm going to tell you that much. So, uh, Talk about Linda, though. I know you've kind of made – Linda has kind of become, uh, I guess, if you could have that mentor of volleyball. She's been that for you, and she just went over 600 wins to start the year this year, that first match of the year. Uh, she's kind of becoming uh, the grandmother, if you will, of high school volleyball here in South Dakota. Linda, if you hear that, he said that. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't call you a grandmother, but uh, now nah, she's been amazing. And uh, we've talked over the years. And Carrie, you know, Carrie Jung just yep. six hundred last night. Those were two. My very first year. Uh, those were two of the programs that uh, took a chance. That took a chance with me, and um, were really two of the first uh, groups that uh, decided to work with me. And I didn't know it at the time, but um, I couldn't have been more blessed to have them be a couple of my first groups. And I remember my first four was Amy Tyler Wagner, okay, uh, Renette Costain, uh with Harrisburg, obviously just passed uh, 400, and then Linda and Carrie. And, and so uh, I was pretty blessed uh, with my first four volleyball teams that I started working with. But, yeah, Linda has been amazing and just how humbly she does it yeah. like, with a lot of very humble coaches. But she does it, and not that Miller – um, in the middle of nowhere, but she does it in obscurity, right? She doesn't get a lot of press, and she is so good to everybody that she comes in contact with, right? Is she always has time for you? Trust me, over the years, um, I have asked her a million just stupid questions, and she smiles and tries to help me out and tried to explain to me what a setter was back in the day and when I literally knew nothing about volleyball. 
And it, it's so good to see good people in the sport have success and have a longevity. And, and her crew this year, um, it, you know, it's a, it's a crew that's hard not to pull for. Um, they're good kids, and you, you know um, that's a direction, um, a reflection of, um, of Linda as a head coach. And so Certainly. so happy for her. And I know we talked about her South Dakota, uh, the South Dakota Public TV uh, Facebook interview that they did was well done. Um, and she talked about the only thing really kind of missed in their program is the state championship. And and I, I like the fact they've kind of embraced that this year. Yep. And I don't make any bones about it. That's what their goal is. And, and I like to come out and say it. And, and great kids. And, yeah, um, Linda just uh, literally and figuratively one of the best. So. Well, you were talking about teams that may shake up that opportunity to see Miller and Sioux Falls Christian. I think uh, as I look at the brackets for the Sodak 16, the first one that jumps out at me is number 11 in Madison. I've seen them play a couple of times. Uh, They're going to play Rapid City Christian, and I have to be honest, I don't know much about Rapid City Christian outside of the fact that they've got some talented athletic kids. Uh, We'll find out real fast because Madison plays a tough schedule, and that could be that team that uh, throws a wrench into things. Yeah, yeah, they could. I will tell you this about Rapsy Christian. They're finally healthy, um, and I think they had a couple. Uh, um, actually, girl, she's uh, playing their right side, but uh, Riley Freeland is a really solid volleyball player, and she had been their setter, um, and we got to see her this summer a little bit, uh, a great player, and, and she was out with, had a boot on for uh, about a month, and they said this 10 or 11 matches, and she was out, and then their libero, they just got back, and they got both those back for postseason. And so, obviously, they're playing better because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, St. Thomas More, um, St. Thomas More was playing good volleyball. And you want to talk about an athletic team? Um, everybody knows about the athletes at STM. And so, for Rapsy Christian to beat them three-one last night, they had to play some good volleyball. So that I think that will be a very, very good match. I I would call it a toss-up because I've seen Madison. Um, you know, quite a few times as well, and we've seen them good. Uh, we've seen them not so good. And um, the one advantage I would give to Madison that is just their experience. Yep. Um, I, th- I think they have a couple more uh, seniors, and Rapsy Christian only has one senior on the roster. Um, so you know, they they will definitely be a team we're talking about a year from now. Madison has a little bit more experience and probably has played in. You know, not probably they have played a much tougher schedule. Thus why they're the 11 seed, not closer to a 6 seed. But that will be one I'm looking at. Um, another one, and I know, and this is a team that's been up and down as well, but Elk Point Jefferson. Right. And I, I, I know it's a 3-14, and I know everybody's like, you know, everyone wants to get into the West River, you know, East River debate. I, I've seen Hill City. Hill City did a nice job this year trying to strengthen their schedule. They came out to a tournament in Millette, and I think they played Ethan, um, and they played Northwestern and Webster, who got upset in the Class A region, yeah. Webster was having a really good year. So for Hill City to know they needed to come out um, you know, and play better competition, that shows, um, shows something. But Elk Point Jefferson has almost everybody back, I think, except their setter, and they were a state semifinal team a year ago. So again... With the, the seeds that we've talked about, this whole thing could be mixed up as we get going. Another one, too, is that Groton-Pine Ridge. Pine Ridge always has a team of players, but Groton has actually been really good this year. Yeah, and I love uh, Chelsea. So, she was way back to my Everson Central gate, uh, days when she was uh, 
playing for the Golden Eagles and, and known her forever and mm-hmm. we've been able to work with her program now the last two years. And they come to our camp. You know, last year I know they were disappointed. They made the Sodak 16. They thought they had it last year. Ron Colley knocked them off to go to the state tournament. So they're pretty disappointed. And this year, I don't know if, you know, I, I know Coach had the expectations, but statewide there wasn't the expectations on Groton. A lot of really unknown pieces. Right. And I said quietly, and she texted me like, what do you mean quietly? And I'm like, <laughs> they quietly won the Northeast Conference this year. And she's like, what do you mean quietly? Like, you know, it wasn't a surprise to us. And, and they've had a great year. Um, I will tell you that Pine Ridge, uh, we were able to watch them and – Haley watched them, I think, three times this year um, on film. A lot better team uh, than they have had as well. But Groton, I, I think that matchup for them is a good matchup as opposed to for a while they were looking at where who was it for a while when we were going through the scenes. It was looking like they might play Sioux Falls Christian, um, you know, before there was the final shakeup. Yep. And it was looking like they could get Sioux Falls Christian, which Ron Colley ends up getting now. But um, that'll be one, yeah. And, you know, but like we said last night on our show, the 7-10 matchup, you should be getting into coin toss matches. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but that, that's a good opportunity for both those schools. But I really want to see Groton. That would be a first state tournament for them in school history, I believe. And, um you know, Chelsea's done a really nice job with that program the last few years. Right. McCook Central Montrose, Tammy Beast has done a great job with that program. Yeah. They have got yeah. some talented kids that certainly yeah. can play. And they're going to play a team being led by a guy that is synonymous with state tournament appearances in all, in different classes in Dennis Northrup now, who's at Garrettson, yeah. who was at Hot Springs for so long, and then Aberdeen Central. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis, that's great for him. But he's at you know Garrison. They've had a uh, nice year. Uh, I've only been able to watch them one time this season. Uh, but Cook Central, that, that's a difficult matchup because you talk about experience normally is a pretty good predicator of uh, postseason success. But Cook Central Montrose has that. We don't we don't work with them during the season, so we don't see them a ton. But uh, they have a very talented, athletic senior class. And they've been through the battle state semifinal team. Sioux Falls Christian beat them in the semis last year. And they're a team that, I don't know if they've flown under the radar. Um, they just didn't have that huge win to get them to one or two in the state. But they've been there all season long. They're probably okay with that, too. Um, I know they played Sioux Falls Christian fairly, diff- uh, fairly tough when they played earlier this year. Um, and they just have, have rolled off, you know, 16 out of 17 matches, I think. You know, coming into the state tournament, uh, but it, you know it's an opportunity for Garrett's, and I, that's one I'm going to be watching uh, for sure because I want to learn more about Dennis's Garrett's mm-hmm. team, and and uh, yeah, he's been to a lot more state tournaments though than you and I have, but that's for sure. Yeah, for sure, I've been to a lot as a fan, and he still got me. I think as a coach, I'm going <laughs> to him for crying out loud. Uh, let's talk Class B. This is a, uh, a a class that I'm paying extra close attention to. One. Our teams at Dubrook play in Class B. We're out of the tournament, but we—I'll uh, be doing the uh, South Dakota Public Broadcasting again on TV with Class B. So I'm watching these 16 teams, and again, looking at obviously Northwestern is the heads-on yeah. favorite going in. They've been so good this year, but after that, yeah. there are a lot of teams, Darren, that really could get their way into the state championship matchup. Yeah, normally we go. We do 
uh, we do gifts for all the teams, gift bags for all the teams that uh, make the state tournament. And Haley's been working hard on that. And, and we're going through this morning. I'm like, hey, I'll be able to tell you about 90% accuracy who's going to win. And we went through today. We got to Class B, and I'm like, um, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. And so that's good. And, and I think there is a lot more parity. And I don't think it's in a bad way. I think there's a lot more, um, you know, overall talent in Class B and just – you know, narrowing that gap, if you will. And there's a lot of really even teams, um, you know, and, and and I know I know this is a 2-15, but I, we've been able to see Avon um, three times this year. And we saw them at the bottom tournament, and we watched their, uh, probably their Sodak 16 match last night, or around a 32 match. And don't sleep on Avon. They are... Um, they're, they're sneaky good. And so that, to me, that's a really interesting 215 matchup with Chester, and you have the tradition. And, and I love Gene's team this year. Um, I love how they play. I love how they play together. I love their attitudes. Um, so that Chester team has been fun to watch. And, but that, that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, I don't think it'll be as big of a gap as a lot of people maybe think just yep. by looking at the seeds. Yeah, that's and they're big. Chester's big. They can block, and yeah. they've got they bring kids. Uh, every sub they're bringing a bigger kid. It seems like. Yeah, they do, and they you know, but yet they have that experience with you know we talked about McKenna Larson a few times. Yeah, the back row and and just some of their their, their back row. You know, they're going to be sound. I mean, their teams are always fundamentally sound, but now they have a little bit more height, and I just, you know, Kenneth Brown, Setter, is just a great kid, and ben, I always joke with her, I'm like, Ken, have you been in high school for like 10 years? It's just one of those kids who seems like she's been at Chester forever, and you keep seeing her. She does a good job. Um, Ellie, uh, Ella Pry and um, uh, their other, Kenyon, Jada Kenyon, yep. do a really nice job, I think, in the front row, and so yeah, they have some, they have some height. Avon has some height, though, as well, and so, like I'm saying, just keep an eye on that match. Um, keep an eye on that match, even though it is a 2 versus 15. There's a uh, a team that has been so close here the last couple of years and had such great years. I, I think this may be their year, and I think they got the draw that they may want, and you may have seen their opponent, and I'm talking about Kadoka area. Uh, the Hutchinson girl is only about 5'6", but she is a high flyer, and she brings it. She's got intensity that you just don't see in some of the East River teams. Yeah, well, they they play a difficult schedule. Yeah, with Kadoka, and we've watched them. I know Haley again. We said we Haley watched them a couple times in the middle of the year. I like them. I I don't know a lot about Bridgewater Emory actually. Okay, um, and so I don't know a ton about their opponent of the team. We we haven't worked with. We haven't caught them at a tournament. So seen them, but I, I didn't have a good feel for them, and Kadoka's one of those schools, that, and again, let's you know, let's just be honest, when people talk about this, they see records, they're always going to say, well, you know, how tough of a schedule do they play, but but Kadoka is, uh, I think you hit on the head, you said a tough team and an intense team, Yeah. Um, you know, and so often when it comes down to this, do they have a superstar that can take over a game? And it, you know it sounds like they do. So I, that's one that I have as a coin toss um, as well. Like I said, there's I'm trying to think. There are only two of these where I thought, okay, I know for sure who I think who you know right. thinks going to advance. So um, there's another one, and yeah, that Kadoka matchup. One, another one though. I don't know what you've seen, but how about Warner Freeman the five twelve? 
You know, Warner's not, and the team, the times I've seen Warner, they're not the Warner of the past. But I think Carrie Jung may have done her best coaching job. Uh, you know, and she's done a lot of good coaching jobs. But she doesn't have those big, long middles and big, tall setters. It's a different group for her, but they're so fundamental. Yeah, they are. And, and, but they're, they're so young, and I know I, I'm tired of saying it. I'm sure they're tired of hearing it, but they are. And I, I'm just going to tell you, as promote kids, there's a kid when you, you get a chance to watch them. And, um, you know, it's hard for eighth graders ever to step on the scene. But they have a girl, eighth grader, um, and you probably started state track last year as a seventh grader, but Ava Nielsen, yeah. um, is a kid that needs to be on the state's radar. And if we don't hear about her this year, uh, you're going to hear about her for years to come because she is a legit setter um, on that team. And the pieces around her, you, they don't have the height. And there's times this year, Gary will even tell you, they looked really young, right? And and I saw them at the Pentagon tournament, and it was not a good Saturday for Warner at all. And, and they made a lot of mistakes, a lot of communication errors. But now they've won, I think, 16 in the last 17 but I watched that match last night with Langford very closely, and you could see their youth even in that match. For the first the first set, they re, they rallied to win, and the second set, Langford just took it to them, um, and it was no contest. And then they kind of battled it out and figured out a way to win the third set, and then they you know played pretty well in the fourth to put the match away. But they're a young team, but I, I'm just saying if people haven't seen – that team will be talking about them for um, yeah. quite a few years. But this may be the year that they're probably not a state title contender. Right. Um, but that Freeman team, and you know, another athlete goes under the radar, but Emily Miller is a great volleyball player um, in the middle. And she came to our Future 50 this summer, and we were able to see them. They had a couple good battles with Gabriel Ballin earlier in the year. I was surprised they won 3-0 last night. Um they have a, a lot more experienced team than Warner uh, as far as upperclassmen playing. Right. Uh, Warner has that tradition. So 5-12, but that's one to me. I, I still, it, it just depends what team's going to show up in that one. So. Down in your neck of the woods, the number three seed will take on the 14. Down in Harrisburg, it'll be Ethan and Esteline Hendricks. I've seen both of those teams. And Ethan, last night, that when you see Ethan step on the floor, they don't look overwhelming by any stretch of the imagination. And then they start getting the ball to Cameron Logan everywhere on the floor. And Cameron last year as a sophomore made the all-tournament team. And I thought she really just – she was Ethan's best player last year. But stat-wise, you wouldn't have thought that until the state tournament. This year, she is by far their best player. And I don't know if you've seen her much, but uh, they would set her – pretty much any spot on the floor last night back row and i'm not talking at the 10 foot line she was making blasts from 16 feet deep and it was it was incredible what she did last night well and i think they you know they're this thing with their senior setter and um you know their setters played now for three three or four years yep barcher yeah barcher excuse me yeah barcher and then you know you have jada plaps out and then you have logan um and you know, now what, what they also do is they have some experience, right? Right. They made the state tournament last year, um, so it's not it's not brand new to them. And they both well. I watch both their matches, um, both their matches. And online, it's a little bit more difficult. You don't always you know see the numbers and whatever. And um, some kids that uh, you able to see. And so I wasn't sure if it was always 
uh, if it was Logan or if it was Lassau, they were setting um, all the time last night, but uh, they looked really well. And I thought that would be a little tighter matchup, to be honest with you, with uh, um, with, with Elkin Lake Benton. Benton. Yeah. They, they had been playing well, um, and so and Ethan kind of handled them. And, and honestly, I I wondered if uh, Chester Coleman Egan, that was a great region, um, and Coleman Egan had a good team. Um, not previewing next year already, but I was surprised how many underclassmen they had. Yeah, so, pretty much all you know, underclassmen. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, teams that you know had great seasons. You talked about, but yeah, Ethan is going to be. I don't know as much about Esteline Hendricks. Uh, we're able to watch him a little bit first region game, but um, that's when I'd probably, I think, just experience why I get yep. the nod to Ethan um, in a good, uh, a good matchup for him. Two other, real quick, just throw them out. Uh, Faith, White River, Faith has been there, and, and I think Faith might be better this year than they've been the last couple of years. So I think that's a game that, I, I'm not giving them the shoe in, but I think Faith and White River, Faith definitely has the uh, advantage in that one. Right, and they had that great state tournament last year, and, and we've been able to watch them a couple games. They're a solid team that just doesn't get a lot of uh, publicity. They a couple of losses to Rapid City Christian, who we've talked about and touched on, so Playing a little bit better, a um, uh, little bit better schedule there. So, but uh, yeah, that would be one that I think that uh, I would see them advancing. Burke and Ipswich. That's again, it's a seven ten. I've seen Burke. I actually was on the bench with uh, the Dolphins in Arlington early in the year, and we were able to knock off Burke. I they didn't have their best hitter. She had rolled her ankle the match before, so that helped a little bit. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, but again, they uh, they're they're a team that I think when they're playing well, they're really good right now too. Yeah, and you know they had beaten uh, they beat Winter um, when Hammerbeck was out early yep. this season, and then um, you know Indall, you know Taylor Indall, you're referring to, has just set all kinds of records. Been playing, you know, in, in talked to Mikko the other day that it was funny. I remember seeing Burke three years ago, um, or well, yeah, three say tournaments ago. Them up at, at Rapid, and they were the first team there. It was their first state tournament in school history, and it was kind of like a scene from Hoosiers, right? Yeah. They all walked in, and they were wide-eyed, and they're just taking everything in and just enjoying every single second. Great attitudes, and we're and we're able to start working with them after that. And just Billy Jones has done such a good job uh, with that program, and actually, Taylor's younger sister plays for him, and she got hurt. Um, two thirds of the way through the season, they dropped a couple matches. So when they're healthy, yep. um, they are good. But now I will tell you, Ipswich is a team that I've been impressed with as well. And um, I, you know, virtual is deep around here. We've just said I don't know if it's inconsistent play or if it's, I think a lot of it was because injuries. Right, they didn't always have their lineup when they've had their lineup. Like you said, they've been really good. Uh, but there's been some up and down in their season. And you can sleep on Ipswich. They play a very good schedule, you know, going against Warner, going against Northwestern, playing Falcon, um, some of those teams in the northeast part of the state. And they've had a really good season quietly uh, quietly as well. So watch that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Burke has the experience, but Ipswich has been close, and they're building a better program. They just go against uh, four or five really good teams during the regular season. Well, and again, you talk Ipswich, and because of the Sodak 16, we get to see two teams there that are probably capable of placing, you know, in the top six or something at the state tournament with Falkton area, a nine seed 
But, again, they've got experience. They've been there. Peyton Melius is one of the best players in South Dakota, regardless of class. So it's going to be fun to see a matchup. They've got Castlewood, who's athletic, but I'm not sure they're as skilled as Falkton is when you're talking volleyball. Yeah, Falks is a team. It's been fun to watch them grow. And, and you know, last year I think it was their first state tournament in school history. And, you know, Morgan Melius, um, a little bit more of a hoopster, but uh, we really enjoyed her. And I think she might even be more consistent. Peyton kind of has that wow factor and, yeah. and, and so yeah. much power. Um, Morgan does a good job. Uh, also, you know, breaking in these setters. Um, they have a uh, Nita Bomber, uh, who's their middle who did a really nice job at our camp this summer. It's been fun watching them grow up. And this is a team, and, and Mallory, Mallory Schlechter is their coach second year. has done a really nice job continuing that program and maybe getting them over the hump. Um, she actually comes from Linda DeBoer uh, coaching tree okay. in uh, Miller. But Mallory's done a really nice job. And the thing I commented to everybody about was when they came to our camp, they actually came to SummerSlam. They were excited to play a lot of those big schools this summer, but they showed up kind of, they weren't wide-eyed, right? Like this summer, they kind of like, hey, we know there's expectations on us this year. Um, they kind of embrace that. At our camp, they look really, really good. They've been a little bit of an enigma to me. I, I, I honestly thought they might have a little bit better regular season coming off last year and with some of the returning veterans, but when they play like anybody, um, they cut down on their errors. They can play with anybody in the class. Uh, so I, I don't know how to take this one. They've been up and down a little bit. I know Castlewood has had a great season. Um, I would like to think Fulton area, but there's been times they've been up and down. So they need to continue to play. They played a really nice match last night. They need to put another one together. Um, but I'll tell you what, for a while, I don't know if you're following the brackets at all, but before White River upset. Um, uh, New Underwood. New Underwood. The matchup was going to be Burke versus Falcon yes. in the Soda 16. Yep. And to me, that's like those were two maybe semi final caliber teams that were going to meet in the Sodak 16. So I, uh, just for for selfish reasons, I want to see both of them because I love their kids, you know, make the state tournament. But for a while, um, it went down to that very last match last night. And if you're following that stuff, um, I know there were some curious eyes on that White River New Underwood match that might not have otherwise been watching. So uh, um, it, it gave broke those two up and let Bird take on Ipswich and Castlewood take on Fulton. Uh, but those will both be matches I think will go more than three for sure. Right. Well, lastly, Class AA, they aren't into it completely yet. It's it's almost set, but they've got a couple of matches yet on Saturday night to be played. So we'll have to kind of wait and see exactly. I don't know if anything changes, though, just looking at uh, the teams that are playing. It really doesn't look like it's going to change a whole lot. The big matchup, I guess, would be the Roosevelt matchup. Uh, if they win, and I think they play Brandon Valley, I don't know if they get enough points to move in to the four spot or not. Yeah, and, and I had heard, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Um, uh, let me uh, pull it up real quick. Um, I hadn't seen it updated as of the day. We looked at the other ones, but uh, um, at the other classes. But uh, somebody had said that O'Gorman had overtaken Watertown as of after they defeated them last week. I don't believe um, so. I, I think I've got the uh, newest one, and it shows Watertown at 44.308 and O'Gorman at 44.192. 
yeah, so they flip literally for uh, 36 hours. Um, yeah. They, Ogori yesterday was number one, and they, they flip back. So I'm not sure. Um, you know, we've talked double-A. You know, parity, I think, is always going to be a word because these teams are so familiar with each other. For right. Part, they, play, they play each other. They play each other every year coming up. Um, you know, and most of the teams that make the state tournament have a athlete that can take over a match. Um, we got to give a shout-out uh, to Emma Ronsink. And you know she's a great athlete, but if uh, – Haley drove up to Watertown on Tuesday night to watch that Watertown O'Gorman match, and and Ronsick had twenty eight or twenty nine kills, a hmm. couple aces, and that that was against a very 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 good Watertown team on the road. That that was impressive to watch. Um, I, you know, I, those two teams I think have been the most consistent and are the most talented heading in. Um, you know, Sioux Falls Washington has some talent, but they've been a little bit up and down this year. Huron is a typical Huron team where they just don't let the ball hit the floor. So you're going to have to earn every single point. They're not going to help you out. Um, and, you know, but another team right now, I guess they're the seventh seed. Um, so is Rapid City Stevens. And their team's athletic. They just had to replace a lot of parts this year. You know, they had that great senior class right. last year um, that won the state championship. Uh, but they, they have some very talented kids, including their setter, and they're a team that swept Huron a couple weeks ago, um, you know, 3-0. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I just, you know, um, it's going to be what team can put together three nights and play consistent has kind of been the word I've used with AA. What team has been the most consistent week after week after week? And so far, Hands down, that's been O'Gorman and Watertown. Yeah, and you know Roosevelt's one of those teams that I've I have not seen them. I just understand they're youthful and they're talented. There's that consistency piece, like you talked about. Well, but even with Roosevelt, I think they have seven seniors um, that play it. You know, and Double is always going to have more seniors. Which yep. Is the way you're going to have more experienced teams, but you know Tatum Coyne has been around for uh, you know quite a while. Um, Liz Denovan is their sophomore setter. She was actually a setter as a sophomore. Um, but they have almost their entire front line is seniors. Uh, you know, but they have played, again, yeah, I, I, I look past them, and, and I think they beat Washington. Um, and they played with, I think, O'Gorman took care of them, but they have, yeah, losses. They went to a Minnesota tournament. Um, they had a loss to Lincoln. And... A five setter to hearing that they lost, yeah. Yep, yeah, Aberdeen Central. So they, but yeah, you look at their schedule and up and down, and so, um, but they have the talent to be there, and they're going to be in every match. I just think you know, there's a lot more parity, if that's a good word to use, and a lot more familiarity in, in Double A. But again, it's going to be, um, and and I I told Jason this earlier this week. You know, to use the cliche: can one team put it together three nights in a row? Double A, you got to put it together four nights in a row yep. because if you're not ready, you won't get out of that Sodak 16. There aren't a lot of freebies. Um, there aren't a lot of freebies there either. So it really starts on Thursday night for them, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, tomorrow night is the final regular season games for them. And then, yeah, they get underway Thursday night, I believe. Yeah, so they do it. Um, hey, did we have to ask you before we go? My question, and maybe. Um, for a sports guy than I am. Why do they, did we talk about this last year, why do they reseed 
Why do they play out the double A and why do they reseed the A and the B after the Sodak 16? Do you know? I do not know, and I have not gotten that answered yet. I don't know why you would need to do that necessarily, but they, yeah, why they don't do it for all or leave it the same for all, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, I just was, I not good or bad, I just was wondering why it was different. I got up, except when I was talking to somebody about that. Um, it's interesting, and like you and I have always talked about the March Madness, right? The mm-hmm. 16th seed, if you knock off the one, you shouldn't have to play, turn around and play the two. But, right. Uh, um, you know, but um, not that it happens often, but I, I just was, uh, it was out of curiosity that, that I asked that uh, the classes weren't all the same. So. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We see that across the board in a lot of sports, for sure. Uh, wondering why the classes aren't treated the same. I think there was a little conversation about 103 conversations going on last week after a football game uh, about that whole thing. So we'll just leave that where it lies. How about that? I've done a real good job of staying off Mazelbox, so I'm going to continue and just stick with my volleyball. So we, uh, we, uh, we'll just uh, enjoy our little uh, five-cent volleyball matches here. But, uh, yeah, they, uh, um, it's, it's going to be good. I just was wondering why they didn't do yep. that. Um, Right. Realize, I had forgotten that it wasn't all the same. So. I know a lady. Her name's Joe Alk. I may have to give her a call, or I'll just talk to her in a week or two here when I get out to Rapid City, and we'll we'll find out that answer. How about that? Hey, bud, and I will tell you, yeah, and, and Joe's been awesome. We're setting it up. One thing we're going to do, I think it's so cool. One thing we talked about our mission a couple years ago was just uh, making the state tournament for sure a bigger deal and just bringing more um, you know, attention and uh, media and, and and just more content to volleyball, and with you being out there, and I'm pretty sure that a couple other media outlets are going to be out there. We're going to be out there, the Ramcota. And if you, oh, each other's number, I love texting to have you come on our show uh, one morning. We're going to basically have like coffee with the coaches each morning from the state tournament. Love it, and I'd uh, love to have you come on, and and uh, I can ask you all the tough questions <laughs> um, one of the days while we're out there. So, well, you know why I don't ask tough questions, buddy? It's because I'm not very smart. So keep that in mind. Yeah, but you get from coaching, you get less smart every year you're a head coach, I think. So I, I hear you. 15 years to figure that out. But, no, I would love to, we'd love to talk with you while we're out there, and uh, um, you'll have to shoot your text and see if you can uh, spend some time with us, and we'll be down there. I, we're, Haley and I are so excited. It'll be her first South Dakota State tournament, but it's going to be a great three days. we got to get to survive Tuesday first, but I can't wait to get out to Rapid and, and – uh, the culmination of what's been years and months of work for these for these athletes for these schools. So. I look forward to it. We'll touch base in a couple of weeks when we get out there. Darren, as always, a pleasure to talk volleyball with you. I appreciate you coming on and being a part of 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer. And uh, uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right, bud. Take care, Brad. You bet. Take care, Darren. Tipton again. He's with Adrenaline Fundraising, Adrenaline Volleyball now, and uh, just a, a passionate lover of of volleyball in high school in South Dakota specifically. So thanks for being a part of it today, and thank you all for listening in. Another edition of 605 Sports Under Review. We'll drop another podcast next week for you. I'm Brad DeBeer on 605 Sports Under Review with Coach DeBeer.